Welcome to The Baraza, a show that aims to talk about Africa, the African story, and the African experience. Each week we take on various topics, which throughout the course of the season will not only educate, inform, and also entertain. I'm your host, Benjamin Walgwe. So, today I'm in studio alone. Hat is away. He had to travel work duties. So, I hope I will be able to, you know, inform and entertain you guys and keep you guys, you know, busy thinking, you know. Um, yeah. So, let's dive into it. Today's topic is African spirituality. And the reason why I picked this topic today was because when I looked at last week's episode and everything that we talked about in regards to, you know, the African plunder and we focused on the Chinese presence in Africa and we touched on Kenya through the SDR and something triggered at me which was I wondered how is it that we don't see so many things and we seem so confused and we're easily manipulated easily controlled you know information is easily passed and absorbed so I got to thinking and I was like Did the confusion come by through the change of our beliefs, our culture, which made us feel inferior? So I got to trying to understand that, and this is what led me to talking about African spirituality. You know, and to me, there are concepts of African spirituality that have been used to manipulate our practices and beliefs and our cultures. And this is basically, you know, white uh, terminologies. I define African spirituality as a science. Our problem is our ignorance of our history. We give the West so much power and resources they need to keep us divided and ignorant. When we look at most races, they get to celebrate their ancestors' holidays, like the Chinese. They have the year of the dragon. They have the year of the rat. The Indians have Diwali. The Jews, I think their holiday is called Hanukkah. And other races also have their celebrations. You have Halloween, you have Christmas, you have St. Patrick's Day, that we as Africans also take part in 
not even asking ourselves that does that have anything to do with our history or us as a people the west commemorates history about them and they 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 really stand for their beliefs and they don't change for nothing and they will not let them go and sometimes which begs me to question you know do we really understand our power and if you allow me to deviate a bit if we look at the aspect that black and black can create an you know but white on white can make a brother i know then we must have some form of power within us we talk about black magic magic hasn't really gotten us out of the situation we are in regardless of where you look you know you can look at it anywhere it's our history that changes our present once you know your history then you can know how to alter your present we have to differentiate our spirituality to our reality if you conform to other people's spirituality then there's a possibility that you can be truly lost so as africans we have no memory of our past because it was systematically destroyed the result was that we ended up operating like people who were nothing which makes us be treated like people who ain't got nothing that's why sometimes you see that we kill each other in large numbers and we get brainwashed into thinking that we are different from each other we as african states assimilated to what our masters wanted us to be and we conformed seamlessly hence today it will take a lot to sever those ties no race has killed each other more than the black race and all this was through manipulation and to change history it will take great sacrifice like we have seen in the past with Thomas Sankara, Muammar Gaddafi. They paid the ultimate sacrifice for what they believed in. And what they were trying to bring change to their people. African spirituality, which you know, if we give it another term, is basically ancient african sacred science 
is the human relationship with the earth, water, soil, fish, animals, plants, astrology, etc. African spirituality is having knowledge about the cosmology, ecology, and how to acknowledge the human physiology in relation to the cosmology and the ecology surrounding them. It's basically scientific. In ancient times, we were the elite. But something happened. I think that when our numbers probably started growing, we had to interbreed. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the perspective of like um, the slavery times. So they had kids with the blacks who were then called mulattoes. And they basically turned the mulattoes against the blacks. And some of them even became slave farm owners. So we can say that we won the revolution, but the ignorant murdered the revolutionists. If we look at how the Africans interacted with uh, even nature, we interacted directly. We hunted and gathered what nature provided, which made our diet tubers, fruits, nuts, vegetables. We drank from streams and could tell what was good for our consumption. We walked naked and just covered our genitals to allow full exposure to the sun. And these were amongst many other practices, including understanding the seasons, because we were definitely planting things somehow, or we knew when to harvest water, or we knew we, we were just one with nature in a nutshell. If we look at even how we handed down knowledge, you see that in ancient Egypt, they used um, hieroglyphics, which was basically the passing of knowledge of how the universe works. And if you ask me, it's easier to observe and understand images than written text, if you have the knowledge of what the, the images mean. In Yoruba, they have the Okoni, who is the god of iron, which represents transformation from rock to steel, steel to weapons and tools. And the message behind that was 
from an individual's perspective, how do you transform from weak to strong? And you can actually transform a society with knowledge. When we're talking about spirituality, we're talking also about reality. I think family is a true depiction of balance because of continuity. It's a triangle. Mother, father, child. The trifactor. And these were African concepts and things that we practiced. The concept of love, which over time has been misconstrued to be intercourse. That's the reason why the word making love came in to confuse the true meaning of love, which reduces love to just intercourse. Love is not made by having intercourse. It's a commitment to a partnership based on knowledge and understanding of one another and belief that you can work together to better the world. And you take that responsibility and you make an oath to that responsibility through the various processes. For example, marriage could be traditionally be religious in church, it could be legal, whatever rocks your boat. Rituals is the way of teaching ancient science. The West killed our rituals and made us follow their rituals, hence taking full advantage of us and even exploiting us. Your identity is your history. And Africa's identity is our history. Our history is what we need to reconstruct. We need to reconstruct the family. We need to reconstruct the nation. We need to reconstruct our communities, we need to reconstruct our neighborhoods. When we, walk when we walk around on a daily basis, we come across so many monuments, but maybe we don't take the time to ask ourselves, what are monuments to me? They're a reminder of our history. And the West definitely made us know their conquests by using monuments, statues, naming of countries, languages used in those countries. It's full control. absolutely full control.
if we look at their succession plan, they have made sure that their children grow up seeing their conquests and feel superior and entitled because that is what they read about in the books. That is what they see on the streets in terms of statues and monuments. You find that Africa only has knowledge of its enemies' pasts. They enforced a knowledge of a successful past. If you have knowledge of a successful past, you have drive to take that success to greater heights. But if you don't have knowledge of any success, then whose future are you building? So, they enforced a knowledge of a successful past and took away our knowledge of our successes, which left us or leaves us consistently feeling inferior. Which takes me back to what happened when Christianity came to Africa? Did our concept of God change through the introduction of that Christianity? Because The concept of God in the African setting was taken away and they gave us their concept of God. So today the concept of God is what we know written and told by men and women. Which I don't know whether that is the right way to go as a people because we will constantly be followers you know and not leaders so let's break down African spirituality I think it's when you align yourself with the energy in the earth and the plants and the animals in the earth. Basically aligning with the universe. In Africa we see children and old people taken out to get some sun. We have to ask ourselves, where did that knowledge, where did it come from? It was definitely handed down because these are practices that have been there from ancient African times. So these are hand-me-downs, teachings. And sometimes you just find yourself doing it out of just natural instinct, I guess.
And I'll give you a personal example of how the people before us used to hand down knowledge. So, in my grandfather's journal, dated 1986, he wrote that, let us be like birds and the bees. And he was basically talking about unity. You cannot achieve anything singular but you could achieve a lot as a community or as one people if you look at the bigger picture and map it onto Africa then without us uniting then really what are we doing we're just going around in circles. And to find that unity, we have to go back to figure out our history. Africans don't have a holy book. I've never come across an African holy book. Probably due to the fact that based on how we approach life from a cultural perspective. I don't think there's a book big enough to hold the knowledge of the universe. And the knowledge of the universe is vast. And knowledge sometimes can be cryptic depending on the deliverer, the deliverer's intent. I'll give you an example of how cryptic something can be. I was looking at the painting of The Last Supper. And there are different things that I noticed. Christ has a halo on his head. There are 12 disciples around him, six on each side. They're eating bread. So, art can be represented depending on the viewer or the listener. Everyone can interpret art in their own way. And I'll give you a wild thought. So, what if the bread represented nature? Assuming that it was made from maybe wheat or something. And the halo on Jesus' head represents the sun which makes him the light of the universe. The knowledge that makes everything happen. <laughs> then I'll take you further 
The 12 disciples represent the 12 months revolving around the sun. And when you look at the 12 disciples, six on each side, they're talking to each other in sets of three. breaks it down to four sets or four groups which could then represent the seasons so there's the four seasons there's the 12 months there's nature and there's the sun and all those correlate without the sun, literally, everything dies. Everything. No photosynthesis. I, 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 I don't think man can survive without sunlight to some degree. Uh, nothing. Animals, I don't think they can survive without sunlight. So, yeah. Painting translated, I guess. <laughs> so, I would say something is wrong with the game. But maybe it's because you're looking at the game wrong. It's about understanding cosmology, ecology, and the human experience. Until we go back to making our spirituality our reality, will be slave of other people who have made their spirituality their reality. If we want to understand our ancestry, we have to understand our history. We're not teaching our kids our history because we also don't control our education. Our schools are built from our taxes the others by private entities. Guess that's why they say he who controls the knowledge or information controls the masses. We also see the same thing in media. They can sell whatever narrative to the highest bidder. And what I would call that whole picture is insanity. Insanity is having education systems that don't teach your people their own history or equip their people with technical skills that make them self-sufficient. Insanity is when you have the people controlling what needs to be taught in schools, not teaching you about your history, meaning they have no respect for you as a people. Yet you send your children to be indoctrinated by the same people who deem you as trash. That's level two insanity. But let's go back to our spirituality. Let's look at the naming, even the naming system. 
of how children were named. They were named after their parents' parents. Which, to me, I guess, symbolized continuity. So, again, begs the question, aren't we our ancestors? When your mother and father gave birth to you, they gave birth to themselves. And before them, their parents gave birth to them. And so did our great-great-grandparents. So in my opinion, we are our ancestors. The difference is, we are now hybrids of our ancestors. We are the best of their genes and the latest version. So we are ancestors 2.0. And if we think about that whole picture, I guess that makes us the same person, just replicated over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> so we actually have ancient knowledge within us, but just don't know how to activate it. But sometimes it may manifest as deja vu, a familiar feeling, it could be a scent, or even a place. You go somewhere where, like, you feel, man, I've been here before. The place feels so familiar. The thing is, what if you've been there before? You just don't realize it. Let's look at other places and their cultural differences. In some African cultures, like in Ghana, you see the sun and the sky being depicted as male and the earth female, whereas the sun penetrates living organisms to give life. It was their way of teaching scientific principles. We now confuse the teaching techniques with what was being taught. And the West, you know, they used to call our education systems primitive. They, they, they call them so many things, backdated, you know. But we knew quite a bit that they didn't. That's just the reality. We also had things like dances for rain, which I think had something to do with vibrations and its correlation to cosmology or something like that. Spirituality is that knowledge from the past that helps you or guides you into knowing how to take control of the economics. Spirituality is everything that you do. You can't separate spirituality from culture. Culture is everything that affects you, that affects your life on a daily basis. What you eat, 
what you wear, how you speak. So you really need to ask yourself as you're speaking, what you're wearing, what you're eating. Does that depict who you really are? Or are you living somebody else's culture? In most African cultures, you'll find the aspect of Maat, which is basically truth, justice, balance, reciprocity. What even made it worse is that after most countries got quote-unquote independence, because we definitely are not independent, we integrated with the West, who are our colonizers, who then just masked themselves behind collaborators and greedy leaders, spending our money and resources with our enemy. Colonialism made us inferior by breaking every aspect of our culture, beliefs, education systems, family, and history. So we ended up believing that everything from the West, or presented by the West, was good and superior to ours. It's so ridiculous that we thought that Western products even tasted better than black products. So economically, our money keeps on going out rather than staying within. Our past or history will always eliminate the mystery. Then if you use your history to understand the secret science and take away the mystery, then you'll know why they refuse you from using your quote-unquote black magic. <laughs> it's all about understanding who you are, understanding your history. Once you do that, then boom, it's a wrap. Now you dictate your future. All this cannot happen without knowing yourself. And you can't know yourself without knowing your history. I think to some degree, we should kind of even practice nationalism. Then maybe we will care about each other and what's happening in our communities. I don't think anyone can break that. And in Africa, I think the only country that I would say would has done that maybe is Rwanda, because they don't have they, they don't really practice the aspect of tribes. They look at themselves as one, and I think that's why they're moving at the rate they're moving. The rest we're still caught up in, you know, tribal issues and differences. Yeah. And regardless of how we look at it, whether we look at the Bible, whether we look at the Quran, whether we look at the 
Torah, whether we, regardless of what we look at. Last I checked, everyone is dead in all the teachings and religious books. So does that mean we've been ancestor worshipping all this time? Because once you die, to me, you become an ancestor. So what have we really been doing? Whose spirituality have we been practicing? And better yet, what is our spirituality? So, shout out to all the museums in the West. If you can allow us to just know ourselves, would appreciate that. So, in Africa, there's no beginning or end. Like in the Yoruba, they have the Orun, which is similar to like heaven. And before you die, the community gathers around, and one person will whisper a message to you pass on to the other side so that when you come back you can come back with those things to help society thrive in Africa we don't know when existent existence didn't exist we even used to buy people wrapped in a cotton wrapped in cotton cloth and lowered in the soil directly because from nature you came and from nature you will go back and in some cultures they believe that your energy lingers there on for eternity hence the statement go to the tree and speak to your ancestor All that said, we truly need to find out who we really are. We need to ask the right questions. We need to find our inner peace. We need to realize that we are one and that we are not different from each other. We have just been manipulated to think that we are different. We are one continent. Our borders were created for us. Our countries were named for us. And our resources have been since time immemorial sold on behalf of us. Without us reaping any benefit or results from that. So in conclusion, get in tune with your history so that you can understand the mysteries of the universe. And get ourselves out of the shackles 
that have that has held that have held us down great African quote from me. This is an original piece. Balance lies with you. Second and third parties only sway the pendulum, left or right. If you fall prey to either, chaos will surely ensue. So Africa, what are the things what are the second and third parties that are swaying you left or right? We need to find that balance or chaos will ensue. Thanks for joining us this week on the Baraza. You can catch us on Spotify. Google Podcasts or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found the if you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating, or if you'd simply tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the show that is. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Peace. <laughs>